Welcome to episode 86 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. A big episode for episode 86 because we have Ty Cartier joining the podcast, and we can't wait to officially uh, indoctrinate him into the Kraken Pod fam. So we're pumped about that. Um kind of flipping the script. That's all good vibes. Spronger assault case. What is this? I, Joey's got this. I don't know anything about it. We have to say goodbye to a pivotal member of last year's team. Kind of sad about it. In NHL news, EA Sports has picked the best possible player to be on the cover of NHL 24. I'm excited about this, and I'll explain that, even though I hate this person. No dumb questions. Will there ever be a video version of the pod? Yeah, Joey, what the the hell, man? What are we going to do? And then three stars of the week. We'll talk about our week. So let's get to it. Welcome to episode 86 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. What's going on? My name is Jeff Januzic, and this is my friend and co-host. Joey Cirillo. I get a text in the weigh-in this morning, <laughs> and Joey's like, hey, uh, hey man, can you are, you are you passing by somewhere to go get, because this is the first time we've actually done uh, in person in, person. Yes, in a while. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, and and Joey's new apartment is awesome. Love it. Um, and he's like, hey, can you pick up some coffee uh, if you're passing by a coffee shop? I was like, all right. Do I look like a fucking intern? Yeah. That text was, I was, I was, because you, you like that? verbatim text me that I was crying. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was laughing pretty hard. Of course. I'm always up for some Starbucks. <laughs> so I got Starbucks. And we're both big into vanilla lattes with almond milk. So that's good. We're on, we're, we're in, in sync with that. There we go. How are you? I'm good, man. It's good to see you again. It's yeah. Good to, it's good to have you in person. You get to see the apartment for the first time. I no longer have bronchitis. I'm not dying. Good. We haven't so shaken hands good. yet. Probably on purpose. I was kind of scared. I was like, do I yeah. shake his hand? He's my. We're good. I still have like a little bit of a like tickle in the throat, so I don't want to do that to you. Well, what's kind of funny is we, uh, you know, in our friend group uh, with like the kids and, the, and our and our friends stuff like that. There's like one uh, friend who is apparently really sick. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't stop coming to like weekend events. Like they were oh. like really sick and no, like no 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 no. And like what? Why are you coming to the like? We love you, but like we didn't say this, but like why did why are they coming to yeah. the things and the and and like. They're talking like this, like oh, that like, was me. I'm gonna back up. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I appreciate you. There's some weird viral thing that's going around right now, oh, and mine turn into bronchitis. But everyone else is getting sick, man, and I don't know how that person's doing it because I couldn't get out of bed for like almost a week. So. Well, be careful. I, I had COVID when I came back from Alaska. Did I tell you that? No. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I got COVID. Why are we doing this in person? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But that was like a month ago, and uh, and and nothing was nothing bad. It was like fine. It was just like a little. It like felt like a cold. No, you did not tell me any of that. I didn't tell you. Well, just be, you're gonna, I know you're going to travel soon, so be careful. Because yes. apparently doctors are saying, like, it's everywhere on planes and that sort of stuff. So just like, oh, cool. heads up. Yeah. Everything I'll be doing in the yeah. next two weeks. Awesome. Exactly. Great. So okay. there you go. But uh, okay. all right. So I think we got we got so much to get to, get to. Ty Cartier, uh, it, because, and thanks, thanks again to the Seattle Kraken PR team. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they obviously have listened to the podcast before, so they actually like us. I don't know how. I don't know if they've listened. Uh, Maybe they have. They might not give us any other players after this. Honestly, I just kind of just reached out to them and just started shooting my shot. And I was like, hey, give us uh, well, give us some dudes. I Also, too, like I, you're the one that swears the most. And I just dropped yeah. an F-bomb in the first like 30 seconds. So that's very rare. I kept it very PG for the Cartier interview. I'm talking about there this, was, this okay. the, the no, beginning. I know what you're Cartier, referencing. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, Cartier, yeah. I was being... 
um, you know, I was being on my best behavior. And then there was a certain part where I was like, I got to drop, you know, a couple curse words to really emphasize what we're talking about here. I thought I was very appropriate. Also, I won't ruin it, but like, he didn't care. He's a fucking hockey player. So it's fine. Right, that's right. Yeah, He was like, yeah, you guys are good. I'm sure they, I, they, I don't know, but they might swear in the locker room or on the ice. I don't know. Or everywhere. Yeah, I couldn't, I don't, I don't know if they do. All right, so let's get to it. Before we get to the interview, we have some things to take care of hockey related, which is a shock. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. So, uh, you know things are slow in the Kraken world uh-huh. when the Kraken official social media account says, hey, y'all, we're taking a break. Yes. We're, we're peacing out. Uh, yeah. They basically said they're not, they're not going to be active again until August 21st, so like another week and a half. Wait, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they tweeted the, like the other day. Or I was like, you know, I follow them. I love what they do. It's always yeah, fun. Yeah. But they said, uh, hey, at your admin team's taking uh, some time off and we're stepping away until, uh, you know, August 21st. And I, oh. I did say, hey, if you want, I tweeted back to them. Yeah. Uh, and of course, no reply, which I expected. <laughs> I said, if you want us to like chip in and, and pitch in to take over for a couple of days, oh, the yeah. Kraken Pod would love to do it. Yeah. But you know, you know, when like the admin team is taking off time to not do yes. any tweeting or any yes. social media stuff. There's not much happening. There's in nothing happening. Seattle Kraken no. world. So we're the only crazy. I feel like we might be the only crazy people that keep it going all throughout this summer. As much as we can. Obviously, we have to yeah. take some breaks, like if you're in Alaska and whatnot. But for the Thank most goodness, part. goodness, we're wildly entertaining. And we have, you know, we have uh, Seattle Kraken hockey players. So yes. I mean, it's a pretty elite podcast. Yes, I, w- I would say so. So what's up with the? I didn't know anything about this. I saw it in the show notes this morning. This, yes. This Spronger assault case thing. Of course, you know, he signed with the Red Wings in the offseason. Red Wings podcast. Red Wings podcast. What's going on with this case? What happened? So Canadian race car driver Zachary Clement DeMello. And I realized when I was like looking over this, I'm like, I can't like enunciate anyone's names unless their last name is like Smith or Januzek, apparently, because I can't (laughs) I can't just figure uh, this shit out. But he came out recently and was posting on Instagram and he was stating that during the Detroit Grand Prix in early June. Uh, that Daniel Sprong like flat out like assaulted him. And there's an actual statement that was shared uh, again via Instagram. And I think like an official one, he said, and quote, during the Grand Prix weekend, I was assaulted at a nightclub by Detroit Red Wings NHL player, Daniel Sprong. He grabbed my neck, pinned me on a wall. And we were separated during that scuffle. After when I had believed the situation was over, Daniel came back and sucker punched me in the face while I was defenses, while I was defenseless. The photos in this slide before is the aftermath of the incident. The dental work needed was brutal, and I am still not finished. I also sustained a concussion that I've been dealing with over the past few weeks. I just wanted to bring attention to the situation as no one has the right to act this way, especially an athlete of his caliber. We must hold ourselves to the highest of standards for him uh, to do this is beyond disappointing. And um, he said, due to legal reasons, I cannot say more at this time. So... It's, uh, so I don't know if you had a chance to look at this, but he also posted the photos like of his of his teeth and of his neck on his Instagram story after like this statement came out. Spronger fucked him up, man. Um, and I'm not making light of it. It was it was pretty brutal. And because we are a you know Seattle Kraken, but mostly Detroit Red Wings podcast. Totally. I want you. Can you defend your boy? Like, what's going on? What's going on here with Sprong? Legally, I'm not allowed to talk about it. As oh, a, okay. As a wow. Kraken you sound like the fan. yeah. I have race car driver. They okay. asked me. To, they subpoenaed me to be part of the yes trial. That because, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know. I'm, Unfortunately, you have to fly to Detroit and spend some time there as a result of this. Totally which getting you're, that legal. Which you're upset over. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, I no, I, I didn't hear anything about this, and I assume two things is I assume he's quiet because of legal stuff. Yeah, but that could be trouble, like looming trouble, right for Sprong. Because if that's the case and there is legal stuff looming, which, again, he alluded to at the end of the statement, then that means that 
I don't know, possible Daniel Spronger suspension for Detroit. Like, we don't know what's going on. Like, if he's pressing charges and this all turns out to be true, this is like the Alvin Kamara incident, right? In, like, the Las Vegas casino during the offseason right, where there's, like, right. a video of him beating the shit out of a dude in an elevator, and then he gets, like, three games or whatever because it's the NFL. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, this could be some looming uh, looming problems for uh, Mr. Sprong over in Detroit. As a legal expert and a hockey expert, I'm going to yes. say, I, he's probably being quiet because there's... We are both. Exactly. There's, there's, uh, please take any and all legal advice from this podcast, um, and that is our uh, a statement to say, don't ever do yeah, that. disclaimer, please don't Disclaimer, do that. thank yeah, you for yeah. that. <laughs> I can't even think of the word disclaimer. <laughs> but I, I, some... Why would... Look, I'm not saying that it's, you know, I don't know anything about Daniel Sprong, but he could be a hothead and just could have flipped out. But, like, something yeah. led to that. Yeah. So, hopefully, he's being quiet because there's some sort of, like, hey, here's what happened. Yeah. And maybe that, maybe something else happened. For I hope that it was a mutual thing and it wasn't just, you know, and obviously, like, words were exchanged and then he flew off the handle. That's sort of, so, I don't know. Uh, the kind of seems like the case. I mean, he, he but, you know, two sides to every story, whatever. You have to get benefit of the doubt. Yep. Prove it until, you know, in, uh, guilty until proven, uh, innocent until proven gu- guilty. See, I'm only an expert in bird law. So, really, like, I'm <laughs> oh, having Harvey a, Birdman over here. Yes. There you go. Uh, I love it. All right, good, good reference. Yes, um, yes, yes. The other thing is I, I grew up going to the Detroit Grand Prix. It was, oh, nice. So, like, we, they always had a free day because it's on Belle Isle, which is a little island right off of uh, Detroit, which is like a park. It's a, it's a, it's a park outside. I, I think know it's a national park, an, but it's really cool. There's an island by Detroit? Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know Michigan, a lot of lakes. Moved? Uh, who? Eminem, is that where he moved? Yeah, yeah. He owns, <laughs> he owns the island now. It's Eminem Island. No, um, <laughs> did you ever see, like, a couple years or, like, last year, there was a viral video of people going down, like, a wavy metal slide yes. in, in Metro Detroit? Yes, I did. And they were, that. like, they had to shut it down because people were smashed, like, getting crushed yeah, by like this. burning on the way down and getting crushed at the end. Yeah, because it was, was like, they fly- that yes. was, that's on Belle Isle. Belle Isle is a oh, park, nice. and they have the race on Belle Isle. They did, at least. I think they may have brought it to downtown Detroit since I've left. I'm not sure, but I used to go every year with my dad, and we'd go, and it was fun, and I had a blast. It was pretty cool. So anyway, long story short, as I could see that it's party time, there's probably yes. lots of brews happening, so... Yeah, you know, hopefully we'll see. We will see what happens with that because I do want to see Sprong, uh, you know, as a Kraken fan and a Red Wings fan, skate. So yeah, no, big fans of Spronger, but I'm curious to see how this plays out. So I will definitely uh, loosely keep track of this. All right, so this this is sad, but like it's a it's a happy sad. Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, so how do you feel? So we had to say goodbye. <laughs> One of the, the a pivotal member of last year's Seattle Kraken team left the team. Yes, um, uh, basically like signed with another team. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Who was it? Who did he sign with? And Martin Jones. Martin Jones. One year, 875K. And he's going to Toronto, man. And that's the reason why it's kind of like, that's where the happy sad comes in because I would have loved to keep Jonesy on the team. So he's going So he's going to Toronto on a one-year deal. He's actually going to compete with Joseph Wolf for the backup spot, which that has me conflicted because we're a pro Joey podcast. So they have another Joey there. We have a Joey waiting in the wings. So I don't know what's going on with all no. these Joey goalies jo- uh, the, the, around here. We are pro Joey podcast, yes. but when you're on the Maple Leafs, that exits. Yeah, that no, out. we exited. We got to go with our guy. And also, he goes by Joseph and not Joey, so like he can't uh, really be yeah, trusted. Like G offs. Yeah, he's gonna he, he's gonna be like usurped by Jonesy really quick. But no, so Jones last year, I mean, what twenty seven, thirteen, three, eight, eight, seven, seven percentage, whatever. For me, the highlight of last season was remember when the Kraken got hot like late December, going into January. Mm-hmm that epic road trip. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then he had the back-to-back shutouts, including the win in Boston. And that was the first like regulation uh, loss at home for Boston all season. And they hadn't clearly been shut out. So I don't know, man, like that was the, one of the biggest memories I have from last season when Jones got hot, like the team was quite literally unbeatable. Of course, it started like a giant goalie debate, like Jones, your Grubauer. 
I remember we talked about that a bunch. Um, and he's a big reason why the Kraken made the playoffs last year. And he was such a good dude, too. Like, I remember watching all his post-game interviews. I was just like, man, I really freaking like this guy. Um, so I'm happy he gets an opportunity. It just kind of sucks because I'm like, he's only 33 years old. I wish a team gave him like two to three years. Like, I feel like he kind of deserves it. Well, yeah, here's what's going on. And this is just very just a gut feel of what I think happened is that mm-hmm. Martin Jones helped to facilitate the rebirth of Philip Grubauer through his injury, through, through all the things. And because of Martin Jones being a rock and dependable, yes. that helped Grew, I think, get through some mental stuff mm-hmm. and then also to get through his physical stuff to become yes. the Grew that we are so pumped about going into this, who proved himself in the playoffs and all those great things. Uh, yeah, I would agree. And I think Martin Jones is a journeyman, right? He's been around the league for a long time. He is a journeyman. He is, he is going to go to Toronto where I think they got him on board to do what he did for uh, Philip Grubauer yes. with their guy, right? Yeah. Because they have, for the longest time, had you know no confidence in their goaltending forever. It's always the joke with the, well, there's a lot of jokes with the, Le- the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, Martin, if, look, if there's, I'm, that makes me a little nervous uh, uh, as somebody who doesn't want to see the Leafs succeed is I think it's a smart move. No, I do by too. By the Leafs management to bring him in to, br- to settle that down because of what he did with the Kraken. So I think yeah. I'm sad to see him go because I think he gave us the best Grubauer that we've, We've, we've ever had as a Seattle Kraken That's a fan. good way of looking at it. I even think about it that way. No, that's a really good point. I totally agree. Um, yeah, he, like you said, he brings out the best in Grubauer. He was great with Seattle. I mean, I thought it was a great deal. You and I talked about, like, when Toronto was making all those signings in the offseason, but we were also talking about their cap space and how they still have room to make some moves. And their move is they go into the Seattle Kraken organization, and they're like, hey, Jonesy, you want to come over here for a year? They tinkered with good players, and now they're trying to, like, how can they mentally and leadership wise come over that hump. So I yes. think Martin Jones yes. is a leader. Yes. And I think I, we don't know exactly, yeah. but I think he, he led the way to help grew. And I think the Leafs see it and know, know that. And he, that's what he's coming in to do. Be a, be a yeah. locker room guy. I agree. He's, I think he's a lock for that backup role. And, and that's, I would say so. I'd be, so, I'd be shocked if he gets sent down. Also pro Joey pod, Joey Decord is going to be, uh, the oh, backup yeah. goalie in Seattle really, really quickly or in the very near future. Also, there's a guy by the name of Chris Drieger that we cannot forget about. No, we're That's good coming off the ACL, right? And he, you know, basically sat out all last season. But, like, if we get a healthy Driegs back, we have Joey Decord waiting in the wings. Like, we're going to be solid at goalie. I understand why he left. Honestly, I just kind of wish he got, like, a two- to three-year deal because I do think he deserves it. He's a solid dude. Uh, I agree. He'll play his way into it. He will. He'll I, play his way into it. I love that guy. Um, I'm going to root for him despite hating Toronto and oh. all their shitty, awful fans. I'm gonna, I'm ha- Anybody who was on that team last year for the Kraken— I'm into supporting them. I still root for Giordano. I love Giordano. Oh, yeah. I've got my jersey that I got on yeah. sale when he got traded. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> maybe go pick up a Martin Jones uh, Kraken jersey. There you go. On sale. All right. Um, so, NHL news. It was just announced like yesterday. Yes. EA Sports has picked Kale McCarr to be on the cover of NHL 24. Mm-hmm. And this is awesome because you know the Madden curse, right? Yes, I do know the Madden curse. This is the same way. Same thing for the NHL. So, obviously, we hate Kale McCarr. Uh-huh. We don't like him for what and what he did to Jared. McCann and just being an overall just you know uh, not likable person Uh um, 
Father Canner. According to Jay Fresh Hockey on Twitter. Sounds he, legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he good, <laughs> good stat. He lists from NHL 97 all the way up to last year, NHL 23. Yes. He said, congrats to NHL 24. He meant 24. He said 23. But he meant 24. Cover athlete Kale McCarr. Unfortunately, only two of the past 27 EA NHL cover players have made it past the first round that same season. Only two. Damn, that's, that's so crazy. So the Madden curse, if people that don't if that don't know about it, so basically any time an athlete graces the cover of Madden, they always end up getting hurt, which like you don't you obviously don't want to see, but it's kind of been how things go. And now like so we have the, this exact curse with the sport of hockey where these people just can't get past the first round of the playoffs. If you would have shown me that stat, I would have been like, that's crazy. I can't believe that for the past 27 years, every year has been a Toronto Maple Leaf guy on the cover. <laughs> hey Ba-boom! <laughs> Look at this. The Leafs, tag the Leafs fans in, in, the, yes. in the title of this episode. We need that. Okay. Um, but really, I didn't know that this curse existed. Um, that's pretty freaking insane. I mean, that's something that, like, players can sit there and say they don't think about this kind of shit. Or, like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. But I don't know, man. I kind of think it has, like, some relevance. The, the, uh, it does. Uh, NHL 10, Patrick Kane, he wins the cup that yeah. year, right? And then the only other, like, non-round one is Vladimir Tarasenko was in NHL uh, 17, and they lost in round two. So there you go. Um, well, Avalanche Doom. They're going to meet the Kraken. Oh, again. yeah. They're going to meet the Kraken again. No, we love, we love, we personally love Colorado Avalanche. Uh, first round first round exits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm kind of salivating at that. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, no, I shouldn't be saying I'm salivating over this interview, but uh, that's kind of weird. All right, let me regroup here real quick. Um, <laughs> we are so thankful to the Seattle Kraken for setting us up to talk to, um, This is this our first official Seattle Kraken player interview? First official player interview. That is correct. Awesome. Awesome. I know that the guys listen. I know that Vince Dunn uh, heard about his... The Dundertaker. Dundertaker from our podcast. Please call him by his appropriate name. But it's come full circle. (laughs) Thanks to the Seattle Kraken PR team and the Seattle Kraken. And now that it's out there, they'll probably get a note from up above saying, hey, you look, don't don't set those guys up again. But anyway, we're so pumped. This guy is a young superstar in the making. Pivotal, pivotal part of that playoff run last year. Did so much for the Firebirds. Let's turn it over to Ty Cartier. That's Joey. My name's Jeff. I obviously don't expect you to understand who's who, but uh, <laughs> we are uh, Joey and Jeff. Well, dude, so this is this is phenomenal. This is awesome. Uh, we're super pumped. Thanks for taking the time to be on the show. Yeah, uh, no problem. You're slightly busy, but we're glad to welcome to the Kraken Pod, Ty Cartier, from the Seattle Kraken, from your Firebirds. Like we are so pumped to have you here. Where did you just come from, right? What are you doing? I mean, I'm, I'm, you're scoring goals. You're you're at practice. Like, what are you doing right now in life? Yeah, you know, I just got home and uh, took some time off. It was a long season there, so it was nice to uh, nice to get home. I didn't get home uh, during the year at all for Christmas or anything, so it was nice to see my parents and. And my sister and my dog get back home and uh, rest up a little bit, and then uh, get back into get back into training pretty quick. And obviously, it's a short summer, so now I'm kind of looking forward to the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so much to like talk about in such a great season last season. Um, so you're in Kingston? Yeah, yeah, that's where uh, that's where my family lives in Kingston. Okay, so one question I had was, you know, I grew up in in Michigan in Detroit. Um, Joey and I were in uh, New Orleans, um, mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird that we're huge Kraken fans in New Orleans, right? Um, but 
you know, Kingston's kind of like you're you're close and relevant to like a lot of different hockey cities. I assume yeah. I assume I just assume and maybe I shouldn't assume that you grew up a Leafs fan. What was your uh, NHL pro team allegiance when you grew up? Actually, everyone says that, but it wasn't the Leafs. It was always uh, it was always Pittsburgh because Crosby was so good when I was growing up. So it was always fun watching him on the TV. Well, you just stabbed Jeff in the back with that one. That's his number one hit in the game. Dude, look, I, I know he's one of the best of all time, but I, you know, I grew up in Detroit, and yeah. um, I just, I just can't, you know. But I know is that was that your idol growing up? Yeah, that's funny too, because my my dad was a Detroit fan growing up, and yeah. uh, right in the uh, kind of middle of my fandom was when they had those back to back cups against each other. Right, right. So that that was pretty funny. That was a that was good. I remember exactly where I was when um, the Red Wings lost to the Pens in that uh, two thousand eight two thousand nine, and uh, brutal. So like I respect Sydney, but I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> can't like, cheer him on. Eh? I can't. But like, all right. So you know, growing up, um, were you, were you in hockey? You know, starting at four, five, six, or like early on. Did you find it later on? Like, how did you find hockey? Was it just a, a lifelong thing for your family? Uh yeah. Nobody in my family really played. Uh at a high level, but, uh, they kind of put me in it just like they put me in a lot of sports when I was a kid. And, uh, I played a lot of sports for a while, but, uh, hockey's kind of always been the, been the favorite. So, um, I played that since I was young and obviously kept it going. That's awesome. So if you weren't playing uh, hockey, if you could play another sport professionally, what would, where would you be? Well, when I was younger, uh, it was hockey in the winter and then it's always soccer in the summer. Nice. Mm. And, uh, but as I got a little bit older, the soccer, uh, after I stopped playing, I kind of turned into golf. So yeah, it, it would probably be golf. That lifestyle seems pretty cool, but, um, <laughs> that answer, my, my question, uh, I was going to ask you about the off season. Did you get some golfing? Did you get some golfing in, in those short off season that you had? Yeah, I actually just, uh, I just got back to it here, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Cause I had, I had something injured at the end of the season. So I had to let that heal first. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of just got back into it, so it's been fun. Are you so? Are you 100 percent healthy right now? Yeah, I'm good now. Okay, that's good. Um, back, what's your, back into training and skating and stuff. What's your handicap? <laughs> I'm not that good. I don't even. I don't even keep one. I just go out and play for fun. Are you the best uh, golfer in your family as well as hockey player? Uh, I would say yeah in my family, but uh, we don't have too many golfers, so that's not too hard to do. <laughs> You're approaching golf like the same way Jeff approaches it, which is he's like, I'm not that good, but I enjoy playing it. But I feel like he might be sneaky good. I'm not like <laughs> I, I like I respect the game. I'm horrible at it. Um, I've only gone a, a handful of times. I'm like the drinking beer, driving the cart guy. So I feel like you and Jeff get along on, on the on the golf side of things. Here. Yeah, I'm kind of just uh, play. I play the same home course in the summer all the time. So uh, when I when I get out to another one, it's a little bit of a challenge for me. Okay. Have you have you golfed with like any of the Firebirds guys or any of the Kraken guys? Uh, well, being in Coachella, uh, obviously the weather was super nice year round, and uh, I got out a couple times during the year. But um, I mean, some of the guys were were really good down there, so uh, I wasn't I wasn't super into it during the season. But you know, every once in a while, I'd get out uh, if we had an off day or something. 
Well, look, you're you're on the right path. I mean, um, you know, if you you're going straight stereotypical hockey pro, and then you know you can fall back on golf. So <laughs> yeah, any time. There you that's go. The tip- hang out with like Steph Curry, right? That's like the just- typical answer. Right? Yes. Yep. Yep. That's not a bad thing. All right. So you grew up playing hockey. When did you start to realize that, or or maybe your parents, or that hey, this is you know Ty's pretty good at this stuff. Like we're gonna keep going. Like when did you feel like you were starting to, um possibly have pro pro dreams how old were you honestly that that never really kicked in until uh my last year of junior it was always just kind of uh just kind of a journey to see to see how how good I could be and to see you know how how far I could make it in hockey and um and I never really I never had a great season in junior until until the last season and that's when I signed so that's kind of when it when it became a rally I wasn't like obviously I had hoped that that would happen but um it kind of kind of came in fruition in the last year of junior. That's awesome. And have you always been throughout, you know, even when you were playing, you know, as a mite and all that sort of stuff, like were you, have you always been a forward? Yeah. Yeah. I always played forward. I played, uh, I played center all the way up uh, until I got to the OHL and then I played a little bit of center in the OHL, but and then uh, transitioned to wing there. And that's where I've been ever since. Yeah. You've definitely found your groove. So you, you played for the Greyhounds in Sault Ste. Marie. I grew up in Michigan, never been to Sault Ste. Marie in my life. It's way up there at yeah. you know, the tip of Michigan, right? You know, Canadian. Is it all I know about Sault Ste. Marie is hockey, the Greyhounds, you know, Ronnie Francis was there when yeah. he was there. Right. So like, you know, legit good team. Is it cold as you know what there? Like, is it, is it like so snowy and freezing? Oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty snowy. My first year, like obviously when I got drafted there, I was like, "Whoa, where's where's this place? It's it's so far so far away from home." But uh, yeah, my first year when I got there, the the snow was like nothing I'd ever seen. But uh, after my my four years there, I grew to I grew to really like the city and enjoy being there. That's awesome. I mean, you obviously did because you just you crushed it there, right? And that's mm-hmm. what kind of like got you on this path to get to Coachella and then to, to the Kraken. What did you, you know, what did you take away and, and like, what were your major leaps when you were in the OHL for those seasons? Like, what did you going into it, coming out of it? Obviously you get yourself a, a bigger pro contract. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what did you learn? What did you, how did you grow? How do you feel like you grew in that time? Yeah. I, I feel like I grew a lot. Like obviously when, when you first show up to your OHL team, uh, some guys go at 16. I went at 17, which, which is still pretty young. And, and there was a lot to learn about, about, uh, just how to attack getting better and, and your own development. And then a lot of mental, mental stuff as well. Um, cause I, the, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of mentality stuff when it comes to being a, a really good player. So, uh, I learned a lot of stuff there, uh, through the game and, uh, off the ice, how to just how to handle yourself and how to be a pro. I feel like, sorry, I have to say something. I feel like you're kind of like, you're a humble dude. You're kind of underselling it a little bit here. Cause like, dude, we have your stats pulled up. Like your second season with the Greyhounds, that wasn't bad at all. No, no, it, it wasn't a, it definitely <laughs> yeah, okay. wasn't a, You were like, oh, it wasn't good for the last Better than season. my season with the Greyhounds, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell I mean, you what. Your league, it's like somehow <laughs> negative no, goals. No, it, it definitely, it definitely was not a bad season, but I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a real, it was a good season, but uh, I mean, the, I just, I guess I was kind of comparing it to the last year there where, sure. I, where I had a really good season. Yeah. So again, so yeah, and we had some stats pulled up. So, I mean, you already know all this cause you lived it, but dude, you get 79 points in 63 games where you're like second in the OHL and scoring your first in power play goals. And then uh, March of 2022, that's when you signed the deal with Seattle three year entry level contract. 
Was that kind of surreal? Because like Jeff already mentioned it and you already know, like Ron Francis was a Greyhound. I mean, Wayne Gretzky went there as well. So how was that kind of feeling like seeing the building and hearing about it? And the next thing you know, Ron's like, hey, man, we're signing you to Seattle. Like you're going to become a Kraken. Yeah, it was really cool, uh, especially, too, because uh, I didn't play the whole entire year before that because of COVID. The Ontario League didn't play. Oh, yeah. So and then uh, and then going in, into the last year, obviously, you wanted to have a really good year. And then kind of uh, I started off strong and then hearing that there was there was interest from from the Kraken and stuff uh, really excited me and, and wanted me to keep keep going and, and keep getting better. And then uh, obviously when it happened, it was something that, you know, especially me, I, I never knew if it was going to happen. So, you know, I, I really tried to, to enjoy that and uh, share with my, my family and, and just enjoy that moment. Cause it was, it was pretty special for me. It was a long time coming. How, how does that work? You know, like, well, a uh, first question is, are you a guy who knows all your stats or are you more of like, just, uh, I'm just in the moment. I'm just training like, or like, be honest. Like can, if, if I said, all right, so 2019 uh, here, how many goals do you have? Are you a stats guy? Or are you just like, I'm just in the moment, just doing my thing. Yeah, honestly, I I could probably from junior on, I I probably remember them all. <laughs> yeah, just go home look at the box score. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. All right. So, like, what was what was the actual moment like? Like, was it? I mean, obviously, do you hear rumblings of like, hey, you know, like Ty, you're gonna they're gonna come to you with this this contract? You know, the crack and want you to come. Like, when does that happen? Like, how long from the moment you started hearing something was brewing to like when you actually signed? Like, what was that moment like? Like, what was that like? Was it a um, couple of months? Was it like just yeah? Boom? It, no, it, it definitely wasn't just boom. It was it was a process, and obviously a lot of stuff goes through through your agent. So you hear through them, and then uh, and then kind of right when it's about to happen, you get to talk to talk to Ron and and stuff like that. So. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a it was definitely a process from when you hear that they're interested to when you actually sign it. So then when you finally get it done, it's like it's kind of a relief because you you know it's coming, but you just kind of want to you just want to get it done, and then uh, it's kind of a weight weight lifted off your chest once it's finally signed. Was was you know I would geek out. You know I'm we're geeking out talking to you, man. We're a fan, you know. Uh, and, <laughs> That's awesome. If if we're you know we I would geek out if I was talking to Ron Francis, you know, like you know. I grew up watching him. You grew up watching him too, play hockey and do great things. Was it, were, are you a cool, calm, collected type guy? Were you like shaking inside? Like, I can't believe I'm talking to Ron Francis right now. Yeah. I mean, at, at, at the start, cause obviously I knew, uh, I knew he was a legend in, in the Sioux and obviously he was from there. So when, uh, when I first talked to him, it, it was pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, I, I never was able really to, to watch him play, but, obviously being in the Sioux, I, I heard all about it and knew some, some people that, that knew him. So yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal when, when you got to talk to him the first time. So you, so you signed the deal and you're, you're, you know, Coachella, do you, how often do you get to chat with Ron? Like how often is he checking in on prospects and, and guys? Like, is it a regular thing or is it more of like, there's a system involved? Yeah, no, there's definitely, there's definitely a system with, uh, with the player development. So they're, uh, they're talking to you a lot and obviously it all goes through the coaches in Coachella and stuff like that. So you're talking to, talking to them the most and then they kind of relay the information, I think stuff like that. Who, who would you say so far in the organization? Um, and it could be some of the guys that are on the ice with you, maybe, you know, obviously with the Kraken or, or with Coachella, but like uh, in, in the, the coaches and the staff, like, are there, 
any people you could shout out to say like, man, this person has been really influential so far, super helpful. Is there anybody that we don't know about that needs some special attention or, or somebody that you really love to work with? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the staff were great this year and I worked with, uh, with Dan and, and Jess the most, just cause Jess was the, was a forward and power play coach. And obviously Dan was the head coach and, and they really helped me out, uh, whether it be through video or, or extra, extra skills practice after team practice and stuff like that. And then obviously, watching the vets because it was my first year pro and, and kind of learning how learning how things are done and, and seeing how it's it's supposed to be done from guys that have been around for a long time. So it was it was a really good uh like group of people down there. Not just one person to help you out. There's a lot of people that helped me this year. Yeah. You, uh, sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, Joey. No, Joey, oh, you got it. Go ahead. You mentioned uh, the power play and like so you know Greyhounds especially third season you light it up you lead the OHL and then I noticed also that when you got called up to the Kraken it's playoffs no big deal but they also had you do like a little bit of power play work so is that something that you're still working on uh, in terms of your game Yeah I mean uh obviously in in the Sioux there that was a that was a special power play year for us so I think uh I think when you get out there you got to just just try and do your best cuz special teams are a huge, huge part of the game. And, and if you can help out on, on either one that, uh, it adds to you as a player. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, working, obviously, you know, we talk about the Kraken a lot, but Coachella, you know, Dan Bilesma's the coach, um, Michigan dude, pretty awesome. And, uh, also too, like had his time with the Red Wings. Like what's mm-hmm. it like working with him? Um, obviously Coachella had a special season this season. Um, you know, you guys just crushed it. You crushed it. Um, how is he as a coach? Like, what's he like? Yeah, it was pretty special working with him. He was a he was an amazing coach, and uh, I mean, when when you get a guy like that, like like he's done it all, a coach at the Olympics, won a Stanley Cup, like coach all time players like like Crosby. So uh, when you get a chance to to pick his brain and 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 learn some stuff when he's when he's trying to help you out, I think you really really should pay attention and uh, and try and implement what he's saying because I I really think it helps. It helped me for sure. I feel like the respect between you and him is mutual because I was doing some reading and I noticed that he had some really, really good things to say about you, especially in regards to like your work ethic and how much you've just been grinding. I mean, your story is freaking awesome, man. I mean, yeah, undrafted, right? OHL three years, lighted up, get signed by Ron Francis, Nairon Coachella Valley and you're playing. Um, Do you think that that is something that has separated you? I mean, because we haven't even touched on this yet, but you know, Again, like you win AHL Rookie of the Year, you get you know you get voted to the the AHL Rookie All Star team. You're there with Riker Evans. I mean, like you're accomplishing accomplishing like some amazing things. What do you think has really helped you like elevate your game and just kind of separate yourself, you know, from the from the rest of the pack? Honestly, I just think uh, just the continued work ethic. Like nothing's gonna nothing's really gonna change overnight. But uh, like I said, it had been a it had been a long time coming and I think just, just continuing to work hard and continue to try and get better and learn from, learn from the special coaches and, and players that are around you helps a lot. And then obviously just, just keep, keep trying to grind. Cause you can never like, you can never stop getting better. So, I mean, there's so much we could talk about with Coachella and there's more to talk about here, but we've got to get to, you know, you getting called up and what went down from, <laughs> you know, you actually doing what you did mm-hmm in the playoffs. Right. And then your parents and what happened. So, all right, 
you get called up, right? Because, you know, we call him Father Canner here, right? So uh, Jared, <laughs> yeah. Jared McCann, right? I, I was looking at some stats, by the way. I want to say this is, you know, obviously you already know you scored that goal. Um, you were the, what, eighth, I think, according to Wikipedia. It says you're the eighth uh, uh, NHL player to make their debut in the playoffs and score a goal, right? And, yeah. and the person who did it last – I don't know if I should even name him because he's the guy that knocked out Jared McCann, who's just one of our favorites. So, like, how does that make you feel, knowing that, like, you're right next to that unnamed person, right? Now, I want to ask yeah. you a question. We'll move on from that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, obviously that, that list is a pretty pretty cool list to be on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not you're – not, you're, no matter answer. how we feel about that smart answer, we that guy's one of the best. But yeah, we'll we'll avoid that. Sorry, no, so I, I, we I had to go. Um, sorry, Jeff, if I cut you off there. But walk us through that first goal because from a fan experience, I remember I'm watching it. I'm texting Jeff, and we do like we're, like we're on Twitter, we're live tweeting the games, and strictly from a fan perspective, that goal for me was the goal that stood out in that entire series against Colorado. I just remember being like, "Holy shit, we're gonna win this series." Like, <laughs> It's on. This guy got called up. He's fucking awesome. Like, it's like abs are going down. I just felt great about it. And yeah. Because there was so much. There was the, the content. It wasn't just the goal, which was awesome. Like, the one-timer was perfect. The feed from ebbs, all of that stuff. But I just remember watching it and been like, you know, there's – I think it's Borgie who was kind of tied up with McKinnon. McKinnon yeah. pissed yeah. off. He's like, he wants a tripping call. He's slamming his stick on the ice. The crowd's booing. And we're just like, hey, get out in transition. Beneers kicks the puck up. Mm-hmm. So walk us through that play because it's such a, a memorable moment and like in a fan, from a fan's perspective. But for, for you, like how was that in that moment? Yeah, I mean, I – getting out of the out of the D zone if it just felt like a like a normal play and then even even going into the ozone it was kind of like there was really nothing there until Ebbs cut around the net and obviously he made a he made a great pass to find me and I you know I was, I was just trying to get over it because uh obviously he's an incredible passer and he'll find you but it kind of felt like an, an like a nothing play until until right when the puck was on my stick and I'm like whoa kind of have a wide open net here <laughs> It, it, there's so many questions to ask you, but it, jo- Joey's right. And by the way, we're more of a, like a locker room show, so like you know, we a lot of earmuffs get, uh, get are needed. <laughs> oh, no, um, yeah, but um, you see videos of hacks saying way worse. That's why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, holy shit, man! The, the media accounts have to bleep this out every other word. So, so much like honestly, and I'm sure you see it. I mean, I know you guys. You know, I'm sure you have to see social media, but you know, Kraken fans were freaking out. Like that really was truly. Um, one of the biggest moments of this magical run. Did you yeah. feel that? Did you like? I mean, no, I, I, I definitely felt it. Like, I, I was trying to stay off social media like as much as I could. Just you know, like like everyone says, try and focus it's on a the horrible games place. and the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I was I was feeling the love for sure from from Kraken fans and obviously from from everyone back home that I know. So yeah, there was no there was no shortness of of feeling the love after that one. It was it was pretty special. So you, you got, you got called up, right? So you, that, that night it was, I mean, it's been everywhere. I mean, it's been a media circus, which is awesome is the, your parents. Yeah. Yeah. You, you text them. And is this, is it, is it true? Like we read like nine and a half hours before the game started, you texted them and said playing. That was it. Yeah. (laughs) Holy crap, man. Yeah. When I, when I, when I walked off the bus into, uh, into morning skate there, hack told me that, I told me that I was in, so I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I better text my mom here to to let her know that that I'm in tonight." Because obviously they 
they want to come. So yeah, that, that is true. I, I just sent playing and then I can't exactly remember what I said after that, but she said she'd, she'd figure out a way to get down there with my dad. And then, uh, and then we kind of left it at that. And next thing you know, I was, I was seeing him after the game all happy. Did what, you know? Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. I was saying, did you know when you scored your goal that they were in attendance? Like, did the word get down to you on the ice? Did you know they were up there? Yeah. Well, I knew, uh, I knew they had had a flight. I, I just didn't know if they had, well, actually, I did know they made the flight. So I knew they made the flight. Um, and then, uh, so I obviously can't see, like, the, the stands were packed, obviously, and I, I couldn't see them, but I, I knew they were there somewhere. We have to we have to shout out uh, your parents, Todd and Rochelle, because it sounded like they had a hell of a journey to get there. From what I read, they came a couple minutes into the game. Yeah, obviously there for the goal and for the win, which is just an absolutely incredible memory. My last question, like a regard for me, like regarding uh, the call up was so you go into practice and, and you get the word from hack like, hey, man, you're playing You're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's on. Like I should probably yeah. my mom and <laughs> let them know I'm playing tonight in the playoffs. Um when you're looking at that whole scenario and you realize you're playing on the top line, like you're replacing father, <laughs> you're right yeah. Maddie Beneers and Jordan Eberly. Like yeah. is there extra pressure there or are you just like, okay, I'm going into, I'm going into game mode. I'm just going at it like another game. Or was that something that you were aware of going into it? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I tried to go at it like any other game, but uh, obviously when you walk in there and, and you see the lineup board, I was, I was kind of just thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to have a real opportunity to, try and have an impact on this series so uh obviously that that was a little nerve-wracking but um I knew I was gonna play so uh it was kind of just just try and try and get ready and and do your normal game day stuff to get ready to go what do you do what's a normal game what what are you are you you superstitious do you are you eating Um, all day like what's something that I wouldn't say I'm superstitious but but my game day routine is uh is pretty down to the down to the minute well, not the minute, but like it's it's the same every time. So like we'll we'll morning skate and then uh after I'll have lunch and then go home, relax a little bit, take a pregame nap, get up, have a snack, and then uh and then head to the rink. So it's nothing like it's nothing crazy crazy, but it, it is the same thing every time. You don't have like a weird ritual where like uh no, I don't like, hey, I got a black no. nickel back in the locker room to get the to get the blood flowing. No, I don't I don't have anything uh anything too crazy like that. What's the snack? What's your go to? What is it? Like a don't say banana. It's gotta be something like a candy. What is something? it? No, it's uh it's a little it's a peanut butter sandwich and some fruit. So it's pretty pretty standard. Protein, some natural sugars. I like where your head's at. That's phenomenal. Yeah. There's, I know we don't have too much more time, but there's so much to talk about. Like, did you have the most epic, you know, couple of month run of hockey? I mean, you go from, you know, yeah, lighting up I, I the playoffs, and then, and then you go with Coachella and you guys were so, I mean, I mean, so close. It was so yeah. close and yeah. you guys went right down to the wire and you guys, you know, lost to Hershey, but like, oh my God, Kraken fans, Coachella fans, so proud of what you did. I mean, yeah. what was what was that like going no, from it was, playoff success to then all of a sudden crazy almost making it happen for Coachella? Yeah, it was in, it was insane because I mean, I, we were in the playoffs in junior, but uh, we never really went super far. So it was kind of my my first experience. I mean, even even with Seattle to start, we were game seven with a chance to go to the conference finals. That's that's pretty deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, obviously that was that was crazy exciting. Yeah. And then uh, and then when we got eliminated, mm-hmm. uh, I. I got told I was going back to Coachella, which I, I figured was going to happen. And we had had a super good team all year. So we had, we had really high hopes for the playoffs and, and things went, went really well, you know, until that, 
those last couple games there. Ugh, dude, you know, you guys, but you just you crushed it. And what, okay, have you taken away from that run just a few months ago into your off-season training? And now we're talking about training camps right, right around the corner here, mm-hmm. and you're working on things right now. Like, what are you doing to be ready to have as much time in the NHL as you can? Yeah, well, I, I just think I learned that um, – that winning, whether it be the Stanley Cup or the Calder Cup, is is going to be one of the hardest things that you do. Like it, it was it was very mentally and physically challenging, and I just think that I learned a lot when it comes to comes to being prepared for that and being being ready for that that grind that is the the end of the season and the playoffs and how how hard you really have to dig into to kind of get what you want there. What's your What's your favorite memory from last season? Like if you look back on it, um, oh, there was. There was a lot. I mean, obviously, obviously getting called up, and then uh, in the playoffs, there are a couple moments with the crack, and and then uh, I think Jason when Collinger. I, yeah, and then yeah, and then uh, when when I got sent back down in the playoffs, like right away, two games when I got back, there was a game five versus Calgary that we won in overtime, and that was a crazy game. Like we kept going up in the third period, and then they would tie it. I think there was like it was two or three of those. And then they went up um, with like four or five minutes left. And then we tied it up right away and then ended up winning in overtime. And, and that, that was probably one of the crazier games I've been a part of just the, the up and down and, and getting to win that one was pretty special because we battled with Calgary all year for first plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great team. And no, dude, now you, you're part of this Kraken organization. Um, you know, we see it as fans on the outside looking in. It seems like there's just something special built from how the organization is is organized, but also too like the chemistry of the players from you fitting right in mm-hmm. uh, with the Kraken in the playoffs. I mean, is is that does that feel that way? Like, does it feel like you're part of something special with this this organization? Is is are are things just lined up really well? Are yeah, we- no, it, it definitely feels like a, well, it's obviously first class organization from from top to bottom there getting to experience that up in seattle and then obviously getting treated so so great down there in uh in coachella valley there's obviously uh their first class organization trying to trying to build something special here well dude oh, oh, oh by the way okay so we're big nickname guys and we make mm-hmm. up our own nicknames oh, sure. <laughs> the most important thing we, we are pretty sure most of the players probably hate like we 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 i've heard that uh vince dunn does not like the Dundertaker nickname we made up. We <laughs> made this keep up saying until he likes it or flies out here and punches us in the mouth. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So you know we've heard rumors of what your nickname is in the locker room. Can you? Sh- what is it? Like, what do the guys call you? Uh, it's, it's pretty simple. It's just uh, Carts. Last name's Carts. Nickname's okay. Carts. So we Joe came up right. with something, and if Jeff wants to disassociate from this and make me an idiot, <laughs> apply, I'll, I can claim it, whatever. So we came up with something. So there's a in 2002, there's a Busta Rhymes song that came out, Pass a Cavassier. And so for some reason, like when we watched you score that goal, I was like, man, they should really pass a Cartier. And then we just started saying that with the Busta Rhymes song. So we've been saying Pass a Cartier the entire time. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty creative. Okay. All right. I was going to say, you can be honest if you hate it and you're like, you guys are dumb. Please stop saying these things about me. That would be cool. But okay, we feel good about that. But I'll have to go, uh, I'll have to go take a listen to the song because I don't think I'm familiar right now. Please. Yeah, no, please. I encourage you to listen to it and then throw your last name in there and be like, you know what? They should pass it. (laughs) Go, go listen to it. I know you're a young guy, but we're going to open a world of Buster Rhymes to you. That's just, there you go. You discover a love for like early 2000s hip hop. You're welcome. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Open well, the uh, door for me. 
Yeah, yes, yes. You can thank the Kraken Pod. Well, and <laughs> also Titus just now understands why we're just a subpar Kraken podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, Ty, dude, best of luck this this season. We can't wait to see you on the ice. Um, you know, you just you, I'm so impressive. Uh, thank you, and it's so awesome to see you. And that goal, honestly, no matter what happens in your career, which will go far, I know this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to live a long time in uh in the fan crack in mind so go go make bigger better things happen for us all right yeah i'm gonna try thank you guys for having me it's fun appreciate yeah, it come back on any time man take it easy all right. All right. thanks brother awesome all right Bye. thanks for having me okay so i'm 44 can i say is it demeaning to say like what a good kid no, I don't think it's demeaning at all. I mean, also you He's were an the, adult and a pro hockey player. Yeah, but you were a nice you guy. were the one that taught me uh, early on last season, season one on the podcast, that a lot of times uh, hockey players they're just called kid, like they're just the, especially the younger guys. And he's what twenty two years old, about to be twenty two. Um, I think he's twenty two. Regardless, yeah, he's, know he's a kid. Twenty two years older he's than a him. Kid. Yeah, and he, we say that with nothing but respect. You know, I say saying? with respect is like. I'm just starting to look at people in my life uh, as like, oh man, I feel like, yeah, cool. Like I have employees that are in their twenties and I feel like I'm making dad jokes and stuff. Anyway, long story short, Ty Cartier, thank you again for the time. I know you're in the middle of, uh, you know, trying to amp up your hockey career even more. And thanks again to the Seattle Kraken PR team and the Seattle Kraken for having him on. Yes. Who's next, baby? Let's go. Let's I don't know. Dundertaker, where are you at? Let's go. What's up? We'll officially unveil our Dundertaker shirts. Um, We got to get working on those. We do. We will. We have like a month. Okay. You want a vacation? It's all good. DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm just trying to take a page out of your book, man. We need DraftKings Sportsbook. We need some. We need to spend some of that Maddie Beneers money. I see your Alaska. I raise you grease. Oh, <laughs> look at that. You did. You, you win. You're gonna be in Dubai. Like you two win. Months. One nothing. One nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, do you know where that reference is from? No, I don't. Tenacious D. All right. Oh, so let's go God, into this. Is uh, DraftKings Sportsbook? I can't. You know, I'm in the middle of uh, fantasy football drafts going on. Yes. Like, I'm, my my pick is up right now. We do a slow draft. I have to. Send my pick Wait, over. seriously? Are you being serious right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 12 in the snake draft, so I got two picks back to back. Wait, you're first in a, round. You're in a draft right now. Yeah, but it's like it's a slow draft. It's via text, so it's like we're just trying to get oh, the first. Oh, it's via round. text. Yeah. that's the most dad draft of all time. Yeah, but we do the like the first <laughs> six rounds like that because we just want to get it knocked out. How long does your we... draft last? A week and a half? Yeah, dude. Like we just drink beers for two weeks straight. Okay, well, when you no, wanna, no. don't put it into context. No. I know all likes, so I agree with you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. yeah, it's cool. So I got back. I got. I think I'm gonna have to go because uh, somebody just picked Mahomes before me. So I think I have to go quarterback. You're pick next. twelve. You're the last pick. So you get snake. back. You get yeah, back, back to back. I do love a good snake draft. Also, you should looking to do an, um, an auction league one year. That's the way to do it is auction. Oh leagues. yeah. I've always wanted to do that. They're a lot of fun. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll do the hockey, uh, 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 fantasy <laughs> league. And I'll actually do it this year instead I, of just having a ghost team. I was just laughing. Like you should do an auction league via text. So everyone can bid. That would take you half a year. Oh yeah. Totally. It's like my home is 47. A week later, you're like 48 question mark. <laughs> uh, talk to my lawyer. All right. So DraftKings Sportsbook, um, get signed up. New customers have used the code THPN, THPN, the hockey podcast network. You get a bonus bet, right? You spend five bucks and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. Instantly golf, uh, tennis, all the sports are coming back. There's tons of sports going on right now. Um, soccer, all that sort of stuff. You can make some bets on it. It's super fun to go through. Theo, I know you want to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, but it's in the it's in the legal stuff. Cats cannot sign up. No cats. No, uh, that's Joey's cat, Theo. Uh, so if you use code THPN right now as a new customer for DraftKings Sportsbook, when you download the app, you get $150 in bonus bets instantly. 
Thank you, DraftKings Sportsbook. And also, too, thank you, Raycon. Raycon is your source for everything audio, okay? I'm talking about earbuds. I'm talking about wireless speakers. Anything that involves sound, you want to do something to, to speak on the phone, to listen to your favorite podcasts like the Kraken Pod or listen to your favorite jams. It's still summertime. It's hot everywhere for the most part, right? Um, and, and Raycon is your source to get anything and everything because here's the deal about Raycon is, number one, I like this, is they're like half the price of all the other brands, right? And their tech is phenomenal. So this is good, solid stuff. It just doesn't have that crazy markup that, you know, the fruit brand has, okay? So Raycon's are awesome tech, great sound, great battery life, 32 hours of battery life in, in like their earbuds, which is pretty awesome. Um, and again, 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose too. So there's that. So Raycon, go to Raycon, I'm sorry, buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN. Get 15% off your order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN and save 15% on Raycons. That is buyraycon.com slash THPN. Notem Questions has been a little slow, a little slow, but we got one. Like Ghostbusters, we're referencing everything. We got one. We got one. We got one. We got one. This is where if you got a question and you, uh, maybe it's about the podcast, maybe it's about hockey, you're embarrassed to ask other podcasts because they might be jerks and and we'll shame you. We will not. We're in this together. We're learning about hockey every day. So what is our no dumb question question this week, Joey? All right. The question is, and it's from NLE Sanchez via Twitter. And just shout out to him because uh, member of the Kraken Pod fam, obviously. But dude is just like super interactive. And I always just see him popping up like in the mentions. Uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, the question is, will you guys ever have a video version of the podcast? Um, great question submitted via Twitter, something that you and I can just kind of openly talk about and, uh, we might not even be on the same page. I don't know. So this could start a fight. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's what we got to, here's what I got to do. And I yeah. haven't thought about this, but we yes. do, we do need, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about using some of our massive budget. Mm-hmm. To maybe there's at least seventeen dollars in there. Yeah, yeah. Although we spent like ten bucks on coffee this morning. Shit. Okay. Yeah. We actually might be in the whole. Seven. Well, I'm thinking about we need some. We need somebody. Uh-huh. And I'm just saying. I'm not putting a job offer out there, but we need somebody to help us with uh, social media. Yes, we do. Somebody who can maybe write a little bit of copy. A little copywriting would be helpful. Okay. Somebody who's organized. Somebody who can help to maybe use an app like CapCut to edit some video. Simple uh-huh. stuff. Okay. You know? Hey, we send you some video clips. You edit it together. Yes. Help us create a schedule. Yes. But I'm thinking like this isn't like, hey, free work for free and you'll get mentions on the podcast. And you, yeah, no. Like I'm thinking about paying somebody an hourly, you know. I was going to pay them in friendship and hugs. Dude, cold hard cash. If we want this shit to work, <laughs> if we want to get more cracking players on this podcast, yes. we got to be good. No, I agree. So um, I'm, I'm no. thinking about yeah. that. So if you're if you're interested in like getting an hourly rate, you know, probably like four or five hours a week. Yeah, for you know? two, at least two to three dollars. Oh yeah, Canadian money. Yeah, I was thinking we'll pay him, but only in coins though, and we'll throw it at you when it's payday. We'll we actually basically throw it at you. We actually have our own crypto now, Crapton, uh, Crappen Crypto, Crappen Crypto, Crappen Kraken Pod Crypto, Captain Crappen. It's uh, worth point zero 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 one. We're gonna be living in the Bahamas with uh, old what's his name having like orgies, Sam Barkman or Bakeman. Yeah, universe. we're gonna yeah. be like having orgies, making billions of dollars. Wow, that really went far. I'll throw that anyway. about. I'll throw that out there about myself. So you're, in case your wife wife listens to the podcast, Here, here's. <laughs> 
Why are you going to that guy's house to record stuff? What's happening over there? Why are you joining I'm the sitting Bahamas? in a room sweating and doing the thing. It like, is very hot in here. It, it is, is hot. hot also, I'm going to a meeting, and so I'm rushing through this. I'm going to a meeting in like 20 minutes, and I'm sweating through my shirt. It's all right. We're wrapping this up. We're fine. No, no, no. I'm saying like, I have to go to this meeting with bologna oh, slices yes, yes, yes. underneath yes. here, which is not your fault. I shouldn't wear this shirt. I knew it. I knew it. Really, anyway. qu- really quick, though, about the video thing, I am going to say um, this is something, and I agree with you, and we are we are sincerely looking some for help. somebody to help out with social. So if you hear this and you're interested and you have that experience or whatever, um, I don't know, DM us, shoot us an Please email, do. whatever, we'll figure it out. Um, that is kind of the next step of things. Also, when it comes to video, this is something that we've talked about, and if I'm, like, you know, revealing, like, Pulling back the curtain here, like really quickly. Um, logistically, it's it's hard to set up. If you and I recorded every episode remote, honestly, that would be easier. But yeah. the podcast is a lot better in person because remote, we can set up a room, blah, blah, blah. We can hit record and just we can just share those videos straight to like YouTube or something. In person, different story. Uh, Got to get cameras set up the whole deal. And if we honestly want to be really legit about it, we would probably have to add a third person to kind of work the cameras a little bit while yeah. we're recording because if we want to get like the good shots, like you're talking on you, I'm talking on right. me, Zoom shot. Anyway, I got an idea here. So yes, like the answer is yes. We absolutely want to do it. Technically, we could do it right now, but it'd be a really shitty job. And um, I think the focus right now is like really upping our game on socials. But yes, doing video um, is something that we've talked about. We are going to get there. We have a lot of things we got to do. So here's the deal is I think we're going to- you and me run the ship. And when the regular season starts in hockey- Yes. With Kraken. Yeah. I think we should commit to just get doing it. And if it if if like in a in a season we amp yeah, up, just say fuck it. But we need to start recording stuff and publishing it. And yeah. if it's not perfect, it's in the. And I'm talking to myself really because I yeah I was like oh let's do all these things I'm a and I never do it. I'm I never do it because yeah. we just need to just do it. I agure. So let's just we'll figure to, it out. We'll just get some cameras set up. And video we'll will out. start. Yes, the first episode for sure oh. of the regular season okay cracking season we will have video if not before then I gotta that gives de- us to october i gotta decorate this room then we'll do it I, we have to do it we just have to we've had this show for we're going into our third season we have i'm to gonna get a, a painting of me and you like by a fireplace with sweaters on for no reason and oh. that'll be our background we can probably get that cheap oh yeah. i hope we would we totally can yeah, i'll do yeah. it myself it'll we'll be hire sti- somebody it'll to do be that stick too. figures but yeah. i'll write our names above them we'll pay the social media video person like two dollars an hour and then we'll pay that person like thousand dollars an hour the painting i like that yeah, yeah mural in here and then we'll lie to and then we'll lie to both of them so they can start pitting against themselves that's called leadership folks all right <laughs> okay so pulling back the curtain here is yes. this is going to be the fastest three stars of the week yes. ever yes 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 i have to go okay because i've got a big important meeting to go to yes yes with, you, about you my do. dog no i'm kidding um so three stars of the week is where Joey talk about shit that's going on. And there's one serious thing in here too. So I don't want to like take away from that. But, um, uh, last night I'll start my, my third star of the week. This is where Joey's kind of filling in what we've been doing. Uh, I watched on Netflix, the longest third date last night. Wow. Which is a, all the things on Netflix and that's where you land. It, so here's, what's cool about it. It's, they went viral. This couple went viral because they started dating. They went on their third date. The guy was like, let's go to Costa Rica. That's for fun. And like, the, and they tell okay. the story, they go to Costa Rica, COVID breaks out. They got, they got stuck together. They, oh, it was just no. the two of them. And they've oh, gone on, no. this is their third date. And they, he thought he was going to be crazy and fun yeah. and go to Costa Rica it's for like, two days. We're going to like hang out with monkeys and drink drinks. They stuck, they got stuck in Costa Rica uh, and um, outside of the United States for like 90, to, three months. Oh my God. And he, di- and he was like, he's like a marketing guy. So he was, he recorded anything, every, everything anyway. Oh. So he recorded it, most of the this experience. This is you. If, you. if this happened to you, this is what you'd be you know, doing. I would record it, but I would never publish it because I always love to record it. And the girl would hate you. She'd be like, Are you, I don't oh. even fucking know you. No. And you're doing like an Instagram 
live right now. <laughs> I, that's what it's. It's really. It's what's cool about it. It's really. Um, it's a great story, and it's like it's just positive because they're still together now. Yes, and it's like it's just it's it's fun. It's, so I recommend that on Netflix. Longest yes. third day. If you're looking for something light and easy and fun, this okay. is pretty cool. It's a good one. So. Okay. My third star, Tiffany Gomez. Oh, uh, she's yeah, that motherfucker is not real. The airplane girl, woman, whatever that disappeared. Like no one knew. The video went viral. I encourage you to look it up. She, apparently, she was sitting next to like a reptile man, and she was stone sober at the time. The video goes crazy. Is that the longest that the internet has ever gone before they could identify the person? Like no one knew who yeah. she was for weeks. Good for her for literal weeks. Well, now she's online. She's She joins Twitter. I'm calling it Twitter forever. Fuck Elon Musk for the whole X thing. It's ridiculous. Like, it's always going to be Twitter. You see that they changed it from retweets to reposts and stuff like that? I'm like, bro, it's always going to be Twitter. I don't care what you I'm do. secretly kind of into it a little bit. I, I knew that you would pivot. I, all right. All right. Know, so, anyways, she is on Twitter now. Um, but she posted, like, a video that was, like, three minutes long. I watched the entire thing. And it was, like, a tearful apology. Being like, I apologize for my behavior. And I'm sorry that I curse in front of Family drunk and stuff. No, I think they like, they, like it came out like her family was saying like they were like she was stone sober and she was just in a weird position. Regardless, like it is what it is. But no, she's on social media now. But now she's doing this whole campaign against like cyberbullying because she's been bullied a lot. Yeah. I thought everyone loved that video. I thought everyone was like, oh, this chick is kind of nuts, but this video is crazy. I don't know. It's the internet, whatever. But she has been revealed. Her name's Tiffany Gomez, and uh, yeah, I guarantee she's going to be doing like major podcasts and stuff coming up. So I'm excited to hear her other side of the story. So I, I, I would like to talk about this more. Um, I'm just going to give my two... St- I might actually leave and have you stop recording because I like have got to go. Wait, really? Okay. I literally do. So okay. let, me, let me show you how to do it. All you got to do, all you got to do is just hit the space bar to stop this thing. And I'm going to leave my computer here because I have to leave the building like, okay, right go, now. Go, go, go. All right. So my two star, I got more fish. I got a mystery. I, I thought you had to go. No, I know, but I was saying like, okay, I'm going to start packing up. <laughs> so like, I got more, I got more fish, right? Uh, they, they, they charge more. Alaska people charge more on my thing. And then I called yes. them. I was like, what the hell's going on? I was like, we're sending you more fish. It's like, oh shit, more fish. Yes. And then my number one star is flag football, but I talked about that too much already. So I got to go. But all right. You, Jess running out. I'm going to finish and yeah, then I'm going to wrap up the podcast. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a little weird. Also, you didn't bring me any fish, so that's you said you're gonna bring me fish. You now bring I got me no more fish. fish. I got Joey fish now. All right, Jeff is literally right. running out the door. Right. Just hit the space bar when you. I will. Okay, I this is go. very professional. Yeah, please go, go. All right, <laughs> Jeff is literally running out the door. My second star of the week is the Johnny Manziel. This is so weird. I'm just talking to myself. All right, the second star of the week is the Johnny Manziel documentary on Netflix. Um, okay, I, I couldn't help but watch this. Uh, like a lot of people, I was fascinated by the Johnny Manziel story. Seemed kind of like a douche, but he really was just an incredible college football player. Um, and I didn't really know his story, and it was crazy. And there might be a little bit of a spoiler in here, so if you're listening and you haven't watched the documentary but you're but you're interested, I don't know, either fast forward to the end of the podcast or just stop it overall because at this point I'm just talking to myself. But the documentary was absolutely incredible. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that kind of really stood out to me, which was also kind of heartbreaking and sad, was that um, he openly talks about um, how he, he never envisioned himself being a professional football player. And he actually got to a point where he was like, I am just going to go as hard as possible. I'm just going to party and travel and like do all these bucket list items, like make a million dollars and be featured in a Drake song. I mean, the kid was what, 19, 20, 21 years old. So at the time, like those were his goals in life, but he also revealed that he had bought a handgun because he was like, I'm just going to go as hard as I can 
for as long as I can. And then when this runs over, I'm just going to take my own life. And I, I just, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff about the, about the documentary, uh, that I thought were just really revealing. And, uh, I'm, I'm really glad they did it. There was another huge reveal, uh, in the documentary that, uh, I will not talk about on the podcast. If you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. It involves uh, his family and money. That's all I'm going to say. So please, 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 uh, if you like documentaries, if you like college football, if you've been a fan of Johnny Manziel or anything like that, just uh, give it a chance and watch it. It's only like one episode. It's like an hour of your time. I, you'll probably like it. Uh, my first star of the week, and this is kind of a serious one, is the Maui, uh, Maui uh, wildfires. I apologize. I'm still drinking coffee here. Uh it's horrible, right? I mean, there's, um, you know, there have been lives lost. Uh, there's a lot of people that are displaced, uh, from their homes. Uh, Brandon, shout out to the 32 crew. I know like, you know, born and raised in Hawaii was sharing like personal photos of him growing up and how this is, you know, personally touching him and affecting his life. So, uh, you know, thinking of him and all the other people that are impacted, uh, by a tragedy like this. And I wanted to take an opportunity to use the three stars of the week to kind of draw some more attention to it. Um, so it's not just something that I see on social media and I click a like on somebody who's, you know, posting a video asking for some help or something. If anyone wants to donate for this, please, by all means, uh, there's a lot of uh, resources out there that are being uh, allocated towards Hawaii and the people, especially the ones that are displaced, losing their homes and whatnot. Um, the Aloha United Way, that is a really good one. Uh, just go ahead and Google that. And also, and these are just two examples of many. Uh, the Maui Food Bank uh, is also accepting donations, which they are using to pay for meals uh, to help individuals that, you know, lost their homes and lost land and whatnot. So those are those are two ways out of many that you can get involved and help out right now. Uh, even if you don't have a lot of money, like we don't have the Kraken pot, I think we're negative $7 after these two coffees that Jeff uh, graciously picked up for us this morning. Uh, you can go ahead and I, I mean, every dollar counts, right? I mean, I know that sounds lame, but if there's you know, millions of people paying attention to an event and everyone gives a dollar, I think we can make a really big difference. So Maui Wildfires uh, is my first star of the week. Jeff's first star of the week, I'm just going to go ahead and say because he's not here as flag football. I'm guessing he's back coaching. I really wish he wouldn't. I don't think he's that good of a coach. I hope he doesn't hear this part. Um, so no, flag football, um, and maybe he'll come back and talk about it, or maybe he won't. I don't know what's going on. He literally just ran out the door, and now I'm talking to myself on a podcast. So um, those are the three stars of the week. Um, and that is that is it uh, for, for the entire entire episode. I have to say thank you so much, Ty Carche, for coming on. Um, it was absolutely huge. Um, we, you know, did a lot of research in advance for this thing. And I was like, I really want to, you know, uh, loosen this guy up and get him talking a little bit. And honestly, like he was such a good dude and he, you know, he takes the call from us and he's in Kingston. He's, you know, the guy's like in, yeah, he's in Kingston at a freaking coffee shop, uh, just sitting on his phone. You can hear like people walking by in the background and taking orders and stuff like that. But he was so nice and he's so busy. I mean, the guy's training, he was skating all morning. And as he revealed in the interview, he like goes home, takes a quick nap, peanut butter sandwich, fruit back out on the ice. I mean, there's a reason why this guy goes from undrafted to going to the, to the OHL playing for the Greyhounds and then the next thing you know, you know, three seasons in, you know, he's one of the leading scorers in the OHL. He's like the top in power play. Uh, you know, the next thing you know, he's signing a three-year deal with Coachella Valley. Now he's AHL Rookie of the Year. Now he's getting called up to the playoffs, scores his first goal against Colorado, three goals, chases Ottinger. Like, all these things are happening, and there's a reason for it because the guy works his fucking ass off, and he's just a really good person. Um, and he just he's a dude that gets it. I know when I was 21, 22, 
I didn't get any of that shit. I mean, I still, maybe I still kind of don't. I don't know. But he, just an absolutely great interview. Um, we cannot thank him enough for his time. It was a pleasure talking to him. He is now a member of the Kraken Pod fam, whether he likes it or not. Like if we had a family reunion, he'd be invited. And if he didn't show up, then that would be kind of awkward. But now he's a, he's a member of the Kraken Pod fam. So recurring guest. We will absolutely have to have him back on. I look forward to him spending more time in a Seattle Kraken uniform this upcoming season. I know Jeff feels the same way about it. Um, and yeah, and also, of course, shout out to the Seattle Kraken PR team because they were they were very, uh, just great to work with, like super communicative. Uh, they hooked it all up. Hopefully we didn't screw up the interview too bad so we can have some more players on in the future. But that is it for the podcast. Um, and again, this was a huge one. It was our first NHL player. So thank you to everyone that supports us. It's kind of crazy that two idiots, uh, you know, living in New Orleans, uh, you know, fast forward two years later are interviewing players of the Seattle Kraken and working with the PR team and stuff like that. So it does not get lost on us at all. It means, it means a ton. We can't thank everybody enough. Obviously members of the Kraken pod fam. Thank you to everybody that supports us. Um, just, yeah, just thank yous to everyone all around. And if you're interested in what we said about, uh, earlier, but the marketing thing, we're dead fucking serious. So please, by all means, like reach out to us, DM, email, whatever you got to do. We're going to figure this out. There's a lot of stuff that we have um, going on during the off season. I'll be traveling in two weeks, but right now it's just me and Jeff running the ship. Um, but there's a lot of things that we need to do to kind of take this thing to the next level. I am talking way too much. I am going to get going, but that is it for the Kraken Pod. Again, Ty Cartier, thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, no matter where you get your podcast, like you can find us anywhere, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, wherever the hell. Please, if you're listening to this, give it five stars, rate and review. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Kraken Pod, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the whole deal. Um, so yeah, thank you to the Kraken Pod fam. Uh, thank you for every, everyone for your support. And we will continue rolling throughout the summer, even when I am traveling, because we are crazy people. And uh, what is a chirp? Like Jeff always says, a chirp. Hockey players are on the ice and they're talking shit to each other. But instead of talking shit, they call it chirping. And a lot of times when they're mic'd up, you can't hear any of that. In fact, it's kind of funny because NHL on TNT, when they're doing the whole chirping thing, it's like, it's just like dudes grunting and running into the boards because if they were to play what players are saying to each other on the ice, they'd be bleeping every other word out on a national broadcast because you have to earmuffs for the kids at home. But anyways, that is what a chirp is. So here it is, your Kraken Pod Chirp of the Week. McKinnon in the right wing corner. Tough to control, taken down. Crowd hoping for a call. McKinnon slams his stick on the glass, complaining that he should have been granted a minor. And the officials say play on. Everly down low, shot, score! Cartier, welcome to the NHL! Welcome to the playoffs! What a debut! Save the puck! It's 2-1 Kraken!